Um, good morning, everyone. Time passed so fast, right? And we are at the end of the year. Uh, it, depending on whether you are attending Watch Night's service tonight, this may be the last sermon for the year for you, or the second last. And anyway, just to know about Watch Night service, please come early. Seats get taken really, really fast. And I think it's a Methodist tradition that we all can spend our last moments and also uh, the new moments in the first year, in the new year coming together in the presence of God. And let's do that together even as we reflect on the Lord's goodness. Amen? Okay. Um, we, yeah. Also, we'll be having Holy Communion tonight. Nah? So come together. It's been an intense year for us and personally for me. 2023 uh, is and what a rush. I, I, two weeks ago, I was just preaching and preparing everyone for Christmas, and now I'm preparing everyone for the new year. And sometimes you wonder, right, you know, the pace of life is so fast, and really like what Grace said, you know, uh, shops are already playing Chinese New Year songs, you know, like, you know, are you prepared for what's coming next? Are you prepared for what's coming next? Or are you just allowing things to hit you like what? It has been like a whirlwind, right? So today's sermon is a reflective sermon. The, there's not much content, right? If you're looking for solid teaching, today is not the sermon. It's reflective. And I hope that as a community, as church together, let me bring all of us here on this journey as we ride across to next year, but also reflecting on how God has been with us okay, uh, through this year. Will you do that? And so, with that, uh, can you all do that together with me? Lido. <laughs> Cannot let you get away with it, right? Okay, so let's go to Slido and scan this QR code. And we'll be vulnerable together. And I'm going to ask you, this is an all-play segment. Everybody, let's join in. We want to hear as many uh, of your reflections as possible. We'll put ourselves in the shoes of Jesus, okay? Uh, sorry, Jesus' disciples, like the disciples of Jesus, and reflect upon how, as we sail across the Sea of Galilee, when Jesus called us to the other side, how we have dealt with the storms in our lives. And the question today is, where is your faith? I'm going to read scripture for all of us, okay? So, it's taken from Luke. Let me toggle back to the scripture first. And this is from Luke 8, 22. As soon as the AV team put the screen up. Okay, so this is about Jesus coming in a storm. It's quite a familiar passage, but let me read for us here. So one day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go to the other side of the lake. All right? So they all got into the boat and set out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a squall or a storm came on the lake. So the boat began, was being swamped and they were in great danger. And then the disciples said, and the, the disciples said, okay, let's, let me click. Okay. The disciples said, uh, the disciples went and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. And he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters, and the storm subsided, and all was calm. There was one of the miracles that Jesus did. And he asked, where is your faith? He asked his disciples. And in fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, 
and they obey him. Now these are the words of God. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, teach us how to prepare and to wait for you. And even as we hear your words today, speak to us once again about who you are and bring us back to you wherever we are since we've drifted away. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts here be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Now, this account of Jesus calming, calming the storms was so significant uh, that it's documented in all three of the synoptic gospels. What are the three synoptic gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke. Okay? So these are the three gospels. I've chosen the Lucan version because we are doing a book study on Mark next year, right? So I don't want to ruin it for us. Uh, so, and I like the way Luke phrases Jesus' question, but you'll find the accounts, all three, similar, just that the way the question is phrased is different. But in Luke, it says, where is your faith? Jesus asked the disciples, point blank, into the face. Okay? And the same miracle is performed, but in other accounts, they was, uh, the, the way the, the, the other Gospels capture is, the, why are you so afraid right, or fearful? But I'll come to this question later. But in any case, by this time of the ministry of Jesus, Jesus will have been very public. He will have a really, really public ministry through, uh, from the start of his ministry. And by the time he walked across, sorry, this, by the time he crossed the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, he will have performed at least 10 miracles, public miracles. And these are the miracles such as turning water into wine in Cana. That was his very first miracle, actually. Okay? I mean, he graced a wedding and turned water into wine. He would have done at least six public healing accounts from leprosy to paralytic men down the roof. Uh, and even healing uh, Peter's, his disciples' own mother. They'll be catching of fishes where the disciples who are experienced fishermen toil all night, couldn't catch any fish. Jesus goes up there and the net full bursting. Okay? There's another miracle that the disciples will experience. And the last miracle before this one was Jesus raising the dead, okay? raising a girl back from dead, uh, from death. And really, all the disciples would have witnessed all these events, okay? I don't know about you, but if you were a disciple, if you were there today, even if the, even if the miracles did not land on you personally, and you witnessed and saw all these public miracles, would your faith in Jesus increase? Would you believe in Jesus? Or will you think that, Actually, it doesn't happen to me. So, I don't really, yeah, I shall see first. But everyone around, they saw this. Okay? Have a go at it. Think about it. If you were the disciples, I believe, okay, that the disciples should have full of faith in Jesus. Right? How many of you agree with me? You would, right? Correct? So by now and this time, let me say this. Disciples should have, ought to have, full of faith. You've heard about the miracles. You've saw it with your very own eyes about what had happened. And Jesus would have been really exhausted because if you read just the chapter before, Jesus was still performing the miracle and exhausted, especially he's the one that's working hard. What were the disciples doing? 
the disciples were like tagging along doing admin support, right? Correct? Sometimes that's how like, you know, we are church workers, right? All of us. Let's see what happened, okay? So here, Jesus goes on to the other side. And he says here, Jesus said, disciples, let's go to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and they set out. Now, I'm going to just leave this for a while and come back to it later. So Jesus, whatever it is, seemed to be working on something. He was exhausted, but he says, let's go to the other side of the lake. Okay? It's like there's something to do there. Obviously, Jesus wants to bring them over to do something. Jesus had something in mind. The disciples have no clue, obviously, uh, what is going to happen as well. They didn't know, but they followed along. And for now, it's sufficient to know that Jesus is on a mission to do something and is bringing his disciples along. They all experience the miracles. Disciples full of confidence. This is just crossing the lake. Come on. What can happen? And disciples being seasoned fishermen, no problem. And now you can understand why Jesus being tired. Next verse, it says, they sailed and he fell asleep. But then, as they sailed, okay, a storm came down the lake. So the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. Now, according to scholars, this lake is the Sea of Galilee. And it's about 210 meters below sea level. It has hills all around. It's not unusual for the cold wind to seep through the gaps in the mountains or the hills. And when it meets the warm air, Anyone would know, okay? Uh, if you know the weather, and seasoned fishermen would know about this, that storms will occur, and they occur pretty frequently. And so in this account, as Jesus rested, a storm escalated, but it came so fast that it seemed to have caught the disciples by surprise. And the way the scholars told of it is that they were totally not prepared. They were caught by it. And as Jesus slept, the storms and the waves swept up to their face, their faces and threatened to drown them. Disciples were confident. I would say overconfident and complacent. And a storm came, catching them unaware. Now I'm going to ask you to reflect together. Since this is a reflective sermon, go to Slido. I'm going to ask you this question. Is there a storm? Is there a storm? In 2023, this year, they caught you by surprise. And one that you were overconfident and totally unprepared for. Was there such a storm? Are we like disciples? And I'm going to bring you on this journey across the lake, right? Even as we are on the threshold of the year. Will you do this with me? Is there a storm? that you were struggling so badly and drowning, and you wonder, is God with you? Or was God actually sleeping and doing nothing at all? Come, let's reflect together, okay, everyone. The question is, what is that, right? What is the storm? Why is the storm? I see many responses. Uh, you are answering the question, is there a storm? Yes. But you never say, what's the storm? I'm going to give you a chance again to put in. I want to hear the storm, not that, yes, there is a storm. I also know there's a storm, right? 
Let's see the results, okay? I'm going okay, just to show you and proof, I'm going to delete the, the yes, okay? Because it's going to be the biggest storm, right, ever. Like, yes, it's not the biggest storm. So, come, tell me what's the storm. And if I took that love, romance, job, many struggle with relationship. And these are our storms. And finances, job, competition, there's so many relationship storms. Okay. Life uncertainty. Thank you for your honesty. And these are our storms of 2023. And it's not small because I don't know whether you are asking this question even to God. How can you sleep, God, while I struggle? Don't you care? Have you felt like that through the storm? And even as we were going through. Thank you for being honest, okay? And guess how the account went? So the disciples, let me say, the disciples went and woke him up since Jesus was sleeping, right? And they said, Master, Master, we are going to drown. Okay, in other accounts, okay, in Matthew and Mark, uh, this is how they wrote it. And the disciples went and woke him saying, and woke him saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! Right? And that's how Matthew would have put it. And this, and, the, and, and Mark version is the one that I like. He said, the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? Now the disciples, sorry, scholars noted the responses and the attitudes of disciples across, across all three Gospels. And for once, all uh, most scholars would have agreed this, right? The disciples were desperate, but they were not at all humble. The irony here was, actually, Jesus was not a fisherman. His vocation was carpentry. What do you expect from a carpenter in the midst of the storm, waking him up, right? And say, Jesus, fix the boat. No, correct. No. What can he do? What do you think the disciples were thinking about? Of course, they were angry and bitter at Jesus because maybe Jesus was sleeping. There was lack of concern, right? And here... I want you to get you to reflect. For all of you who have input, not into Slido, but think with me, okay? Be honest. How has these storms in 2023 made you feel towards God? Have you become bitter and angry towards God? Have you become distant from God? Since God, you are asleep in my storm. What good are you? Have we been unfaithful? How has the storms affected our relationship with Jesus? Think about it. I'm going to have to rethink and reflect because if you don't do this with me, okay, let me say this. 
it's the end of the year, you probably will not do it. But I want us to do it all as a whole and to be honest with ourselves. And as we go on in the passage, there's a miracle here. What did Jesus do? He got up and disciples went to him saying, Hey, Master, Master, we are going to drown. And he got up and what did he do? He rebuked the wind and the raging uh, waters. The storm subsided and all was calm, right? And the disciples witnessed yet again. They ought to be full of faith, but yet it didn't happen for them. The storm overcame them. The disciples witnessed another miracle. Jesus calmed the storm. Yes, Jesus can calm storms. Nothing physical actually happened to the disciples. No, they, they did not get healed. They were just there. But they saw what happened around them and how Jesus moved. And then Jesus asked the billion dollar question. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? He asked the disciples. And in fear and amazement, they asked, who is this? I mean, after witnessing 10 miracles, they are still asking the question, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. Jesus wasn't asking them about their faith after the storm, you know. Jesus was asking, where was your faith? Before the storm, it should be there. Obviously, it was not in God, but in themselves, right? They were doing everything they could to overcome the storms. And here is our next reflection. And this time, I want you to be honest again at Slido. Apart from God, what did you put your faith in when these storms of 2023 appeared? Apart from God, what did you put your faith in when the storms of 2023 appeared? Some of us placed, may have placed it in finances, some in relationships, some in loved ones, skills or experiences. And I want you to be honest here. As we reflect together, and if we do this correctly, I'm going to reveal the idols of our hearts as we close this year, okay, together. Don't worry, the polls are anonymous. I don't know who you are. But let's commit to God. This is a journey that we're all taking. And let's see, okay, what is the greatest idol of us here? Finances. Money. Okay, myself is up there. Right, self, finances, family, family, me, my own strength. I think I see a lot of responses about my own wisdom, okay, uh, my abilities, um, my own experiences, job, hope. You know, my hope is as we journey along, I want you to see that this is our journey. And you are not alone, okay? My partner, my therapist, my, my own textbooks. Interesting. What kind of textbook? Ah? Okay. 
in any case, I hope that this encourages you that you are not the only one that struggle. But these are, you know, I remember a sermon that Pastor Yen preached, right, just weeks ago and said, these are your idols, right? And I'm just pulling it out and telling us all, this year, we're going to end, these may have been our stronghold and idols of our heart, but as we cross, let's come back to Jesus and see and recognize who is the karma of storms. Amen? Hello? Amen? Okay? Now, let me carry on. Now, the disciples ought to have faith, right? All of us here are disciples. And we have witnessed, and after disciples witnessing so many miracles, they still have misplaced faith. Their faith was at the wrong place. And despite that, God got up, rebuked the wind and calm the storm. Just some lesson here, okay, before uh, I get someone to share a testimony. Is this, never be too complacent with the world till we forget who God is. Never be caught up, too caught up with the storm that we forget that God is with us. This is a lesson for all of us here. Storms always happen. Storms will always happen in a fallen world. But you don't forget that God is the calmer of all storms. Amen? Okay. Faith is not in who we or what we do, but who we trust in. And personally for me, let me say this, 2023 hasn't been easy year and hasn't been an easy year for me as well, right? For family and I. Just because I'm serving and loving the Lord full time, it's wonderful, but it doesn't mean storms don't hit me, right? We get front view seats sometimes at the miracles. And hopefully my sermons, I bring you closer to uh, where the action is. But this year, God did a miracle for us in the family. And it's really rare that uh, I think we get to hear testimonies from the pastor's family, uh, but in, especially also in our services. But God did something for us to, too big for us to pass. I'm going to invite my wife up, okay, to share. And she's, you don't really see her often. Uh, her name is Serene, so hope that you can encourage her as well, even she shares. Thank you, boss. I beat what? him to it. Because he called me boss, then I call him back boss. Everybody is a boss. Hello, everybody. I'm Serene. Bring you greetings, and of course, uh, to those uh, joining us on live stream as well. Uh, I'm really grateful for this opportunity today to be able to come here to share my story with you all. A bit about myself before that. Yes, I'm a pastor's wife, a vocation I hold for 10 years, but I've been with, but I've been your wife for 20 years. Yes, 20 years. Still counting. We have three teenage girls. Uh, whom we absolutely enjoy doing life with because they keep us on our toes and make life really interesting every day. I worship at Ang Mokyo Methodist Church. Uh, that's why you don't see me very often here uh, because I'm also serving there as a zone leader. Uh, I am also a commercial leader in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, so I'm in the industry for also um, more than 20 years. Yeah. So that's about myself. For context of the story, uh, it began uh, in second half of 2022. So at that point of time, um, both our church's ministry are picking up pace post-pandemic. And I have a job that I enjoy because I was part of a dynamic team. I'm growing and learning new skills. 
And to top it off, at that point of the season, I'm beginning to receive comments that uh, when I go out with my daughters, I look more like sister than their mother. Life goes. So that's how life uh, was sailing for me at that point of time. Until 31st August 2022, uh, I went to the A&E to investigate a sudden severe abdominal pain, which uh, I couldn't sleep away. So investigation found that there was a growth at my right colon, and I have to remove it via emergency surgery, and very likely it will be cancerous. So to receive a news like this in our family was not something unfamiliar, because we are in the pastoral ministry, I'm in the medical industry. Uh, But what was different this time, uh, it was my diagnosis. The bomb dropped right into our home. It felt like we were in the eye of a storm, where it was all very surreal and calm at that point of time, but we both know the chaos uh, that will ensue really soon. So on the morning before my surgery, uh, Adrian and I were still wrestling with this belief that how could such a thing happen to me when I'm relatively young and healthy up to that point. Three weeks after the surgery, uh, we received uh, the confirmation through tumor biopsy uh, that I indeed have uh, stage 3B colon cancer and I have to go through chemotherapy. So while waiting to consult an oncologist uh, to discuss the plans, fear and dread hit me. The more knowledge you have, it doesn't quite help because I know precisely what the scientific data says about treatment. I have also a lot of patient stories that I've come across through my line of work that informs me what comes next. There were a lot of uh, overwhelming feelings that I was, I was fighting at that point of time. But nonetheless, we went through, uh, I went through the chemotherapy uh, from October 2022 to March this year. The chemotherapy journey was not smooth and I had encountered many unexpected setbacks. I was hospitalized right after my first cycle because I had a fever and they have to investigate it. After cycle eight, which is about two-thirds of the treatment plan, uh, I have a port where the chemo was administered through. The skin around it broke uh, and I have to take it out and that means a change of treatment regime and a whole lot of adjustment again. I saw one infectious disease specialist, two liver specialists, one dermatologist, one plastic surgeon throughout the course of my treatment on top of my oncologist and surgeon. In the midst of my own treatment, there were other storms surrounding me too. My parents, uh, who came from KL to Singapore to take care of me, encountered their own health conditions one after another. In November 2022, my mom suffered a heart attack in my home. And in January 2023, during a routine checkup, my father discovered he had elevated PSA, which may be indicating prostate cancer. At this point of time, when I was preparing the testimony and revisiting this list of events, I remember at that point of time, my emotions towards God was, God, I know you are with me, but enough already or not. <laughs> so that was how, how overwhelming uh, one thing after another was hitting us. So, important question to ask for today's sermon. So, where is my faith through all this? So, my faith is sustained by three things. The first one was time with God in prayer. 
On the night in the hospital after I received the diagnosis, um, we were in the sixth beta, so, I, so nobody could stay with me, so I was alone. I couldn't really sleep, so I came before God in silence, as I didn't know where to start praying. So I just kept quiet, but I was before God. And then the assurance of God came in a few instructions. The first one, he said, my child, don't ask why. Ask how. Sorry, okay. So God, how? So he said, be still and know that I am God. Okay. So I contemplated who God is. I reminded myself how I have experienced God in the seasons of my life up till then. And then I remember a lot of things. I remember how God has provided for me and for our family. Most tangibly, I recounted the many years that Adrian was in uh, full-time ministry. He has come through to us many times, financially, spiritually, physically. We have no lack. I remember how God always draw close to me when I draw close to him in worship and devotion. How he always give me his word to guide me, his presence to comfort me when I spend time with him. I also remembered how his grace is sufficient on a daily basis. He reminded me that I can only have real communion with him at the present, the today. I cannot find his grace in the future if I want to worry about tomorrow. He's not there. He's now here with me. Then his next instruction came. Take one day at a time. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. So this time with the Lord anchored me and prepared me a lot for the journey ahead. So the second thing that, that, uh, that helped me hold faith uh, was His Word, and more importantly, the kingdom principles that I need to live by in a time like this. I reread a book during my hospitalization leave after surgery uh, by T. Keller called with God through pain and suffering because I wanted to prepare myself uh, and remind myself of some disciplines to have uh, as times of trouble come. Which that I started practicing quite a lot is rejoicing in suffering. I learned that grieving and rejoicing can coexist. I grieve the loss of uh, my health and normalcy of life. I grieve the suffering that I go through every time uh, in the treatment side effects every cycle. Yet I also rejoice when I look up and see who God is through every trial and who I am in Him. Another discipline that I started practicing is to speak God's truth to my soul instead of letting my discouraging self-talk overwhelm me. Uh, I play worship songs when I'm really downcast and I need a good cry. Yeah, I will play the song and then I'll cry. I'll come before God with my tears. I listen to podcasts and sermons when I could not pick up the Bible to read because I'm physically too weak or uh, I, I couldn't. Yeah, so this anchored me in God's truth and helped me to be steady. Yeah. And the third thing that kept my faith was His people. Wow, it's a big part. How the prayers of the saints and the fellowship of God's people lift my spirits each time I receive prayer texts, phone calls, and visits. I receive a lot of kindness uh, from many, many people. A lot of them are here today. On the day of the surgery, the surgeon was late. 
And I was left alone on the operating theatre. It's my first surgery in my life. So as I lie there, look up, and all I could see was the surgery lights. I don't know whether you see it in dramas. It's really like that, the surgery lights staring at you. And there were a lot of frenzy of activities around me, but nobody was engaging me. I was left there really like a piece of meat waiting to be slaughtered. <laughs> it was a terrible feeling. But I think a lot of people must be praying for me at that point of time because I experienced such supernatural peace that is beyond understanding, you know. I was, I was, I was told that the surgery would be late and, and there were no fear uh, feeling that I felt. All I felt was peace. I could even pray uh, at that point of time and I can feel a host of angels surrounding me. It was amazing. And I, and I attribute that to everybody that was interceding for me at that point of time. I also have a Spotify playlist which was curated uh, by one of my small group members. Uh, I have uh, prayer updates that I send out every two to three weeks to a chain of people who has committed to pray for me all those months. So there were many, many people that brought me food and visited me at home as well. Yeah, And I must say that all of these uh, kind acts from many church family has kept my faith through this trying time. So where is my faith? My faith is kept grounded through prayer, his word and his people on Jesus who is Emmanuel, who is with me in the boat and in the storm. So Pastor Adrian mentioned the other side, right? So what is the other side after the storm? I'm now in remission and on active monitoring. Uh, I have to do blood tests every three months, scans every six months, PET scan every year. Yeah, but praise God, the last two blood tests and scans has been cleared. And um, a plot twist is that uh, I was also offered a bigger role at work at the beginning of this year while I was still on treatment. Which is another interesting lesson that I wrestle with God in prayer. When the job offer came, I thought it was ridiculous for me to commit to a tougher job after going through such a health scare. But the Lord's challenge to me is that there's still work for me to do and He does not want me to retreat into a comfort zone and to exercise the faith that he has grown in me so graciously through this period. He will continue to take a lot of courage from me and reliance on God to do my role. And his challenge to me also is how I will continue to witness for him in the marketplace now that more eyes are watching me. My prayer before him is that I'll remain humble and abide in Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, Till his, his assignments for me are completed. I also pray for all of us here that whatever trials and storms that you are overcoming this period, to keep your eyes fixed on the right place, on Jesus. Because our stories are for his glory and for the greater works to come. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you, boss. I hope you're encouraged, okay? Uh, and so, uh, it's not all smooth sailing in my home as well. But remember the lessons that storm always happen in a fallen world. But God is the calmer of all storms. Amen? Just remember, never let the storms cripple us in fear. Uh, and always remember who God is. It is not in what we do, but who we trust. Amen? One more final lesson here to remind us all before I close. And this has to do with, maybe some of us here have asked this question before. How could Jesus sleep 
through the storms and bringing it all together. How can Jesus sleep so soundly in the midst of the storm? Have you ever wondered? Now, this is my personal reflection, even as I close the year, and even as I prepared. Let me say this. Jesus, I believe, was so confident in his disciples' faith they should have witnessed and seen all these miracles he performed. They would have believed in him and he would have his faith and authority in them, right? For them to overcome the storms. You and I, friends, you and I are his disciples. We have great faith. Amen? We have not great fear, but great faith to command and overcome the storms in Jesus' name. He knew that storms are going to be part of this vulnerable, but his faith was actually in his disciples. The storm was something that they're supposed to overcome easily after looking at so many miracles coming to pass. That's why Jesus was so upset with both the storm and his disciples. Jesus was growing the faith of the disciples from fear to faith and telling them that you're bigger than this. The crossing of the lake... Friends, it's like us today crossing the year. On the other side, on the other side of the lake, in the year to come, there will be bigger missions and tasks. And storms are going to be there waiting for us. And if you read ahead in this same chapter, in all three accounts of the gospel, immediately after Jesus and disciples disembarked, a demon-possessed man came after Jesus and disciples. And just when you think the storm was over, the storm was powerful, wait till you hear the name of this demon. It's called Legion. That represented extreme stronghold. And guess what? Jesus overcame that too. Although the disciples were still trembling. Friends, if you're going to face the legions or challenges ahead, because it's going to come anyway, you've got to grow your faith. And Jesus shows disciples that faith is really in not what you do, but who you trust. You get it now? And hopefully, this reflective sermon, as we end the year, what I'm trying to get you to do is to sail with me across to 2024, prepared. As you cross the year, I'm going to ask you, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And you are here today. God has been faithful. Hasn't God strengthened your faith? It's going to be a huge year for the church. And personally for me, okay, when we prepare to go to the other side, it's an outreach year, year of outreach. I'm the outreach pastor. I'm so scared, right? It's big fear and trembling. But because of what God has done this year, next year, we are going to reach lives for Jesus. We're going to go into our workplace, marketplaces, our families, and claim them too, to say that, no, Jesus loves you. Because of what God has done for me this year, for us this year, I'm full of faith. What about you? What about you? So as we end this year, one more line, one more time to reflect. And this time around, I'm just going to ask you to pen a prayer. Go back to Slido. I want to invite you to give thanks. And basically just pen a prayer of thanksgiving and also a statement of commitment to God to prepare to go over to the other side.
just ask, just come. Say, maybe, Lord, thank you for your love for me, strengthening me this year. And next year, I'm going to commit this to you. Can you pen a note of thanksgiving? And to be committed, maybe for some of us here, God is calling you to come back and commit to church. No more when the work gets busy, the church goes away. And you say, I need you all the more. I'm going to commit to you. And I not forget that you are there. And as you pen this, I want to pray for all of us here. As we close this year. by the ways of the world but always to be humble and faithful to you because you are the only one you are the one that truly deliver us and can deliver us from the storms of this world and yet even when we are in the valley you are still faithful you've not forgotten us and whatever storms the enemy had meant for evil Lord you've always turned it for our good you're working for us So teach us not to look to the world for solutions or to ourselves even when the storms come but to place our faith in your faithfulness. You are with us. You are sovereign over us. So thank you Lord for loving us as we praise your holy name. In Jesus name we pray and everyone say Amen.